Welcome to the home of the blessed people, and here is our host pastor, Pastor Dayo Ademo. This wonderful evening, we are starting a new series captioned, Hearing God's Voice. The month of possibility, which is our month of uh, uh, March, I mean March, April, May, May now, praise God, in our month of May, is our month of possibilities. And I want you to know with God all things are possible. I want you to know that where you are, those things that they have said is impossible. With God, it is impossible. That job is possible. That miracle is possible. That wonder you are believing God for is possible. That breakthrough you are expecting is possible. That miracle that you're expecting in your body is possible the miracle you're expecting in your marriage is possible the miracle you're expecting in your places of work in your business in your finances is possible i speak possibility into your life and destiny in the name of jesus Doors that have been closed against you. Doors that have been shut against you. Doors of opportunities that you have been denied of their own accord. In this month of possibility, the possibility of God will fight for you. The possibility of God will make a way for you. The possibility of God will make a way where there seems to be no way. It will even make rivers in the desert. Where people have said there's a casting down. In this season there will be a lifting up. And I hear in my spirit, there are one or two people out there, you are saying because of this pandemic that has happened, oh, that thing that is your desire is no longer possible. But I say, no, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, because with him, all things are possible. It will turn into your favor in the name of Jesus. I speak possibility into your destiny with God it is possible for you receive it in the name of Jesus thank you father in Jesus mighty name we have prayed amen and amen glory be to God glory be to God so today we're starting this new series captioned hearing God's voice hearing God's voice I want to believe with all my heart This is one of the most important messages for Christians, not only to hear, not only to know, not only to understand, but to experience in their lifetime in this part of eternity. If there is any message that is so crucial, if there's any message that every believer on the earth should understand, have a grasp of, experience, do, manifest, it is hearing God's voice. It is your strongest weapon. It is your strongest ally on this journey of destiny. Several people in the word of God, it was because of their understanding and the grace in hearing God's voice that they were able to fulfill their destiny. So today I want to talk a little bit, laying this foundation on hearing God's voice about the importance of God's voice. You will see from generation to generation, the voice of God has always been important. The voice of God has always been the important and the main thing in every generation. The hallmark of becoming a Christian is ability to hear the voice of God. He said, my sheep hear my voice. He said, as many that believe to them, he gave power to hear. I mean, as many that believe to them, he gave power to become the sons of God. What is the hallmark of you becoming a son? It's through being able to hear. He said, my sheep 
hear my voice. So this series, I want you to prepare yourself. If you have been hearing God's voice before, after this teaching, your level of hearing, your level, the frequency of hearing, and your manifestation of hearing God's voice is going to increase. Those of you who haven't known how to hear God's voice, prepare yourself. Because in this season, you will begin to hear him like never before. Those of you who have been having doubts whether, oh, is it God's voice? Is it not God's voice? You are even tired of guessing and so on. You will not guess again. Because by virtue of this teaching, it's going to be a four-week series. In this month of possibility, this is my prayer for you. That you begin to hear God like never before. And the devil, the enemy, stays far away from those who he knows have the capacity and capability of hearing God and who have prioritized, they have valued hearing God above everything else. And God make you such a child of his in Jesus' name. So I'm starting by way of introduction that God has dealt with the human race in different periods and in specific ways in several generations. Every dealing of God with the human race is termed with a biblical or a theological term, termed dispensation. That's what it is, theologically speaking. The dealings of God with a particular generation is called dispensation. We are going to look at some dispensations and compare with other dispensations. And we see the importance of the voice of God in all this dispensation. We will compare at least three generations because of our time right now. And in each generation, we'll see where it is similar and where they differ. I want you to know that there are about seven dispensations. We are about in the seventh dispensation right now. But my comparison, because of our time, I'll just take three dispensations and compare. But it's similar to the other dispensations. And what is a dispensation, I've defined that for you, is the way with which God deals with a particular generation. So the first one I want to talk about is the dispensation of the patriarchs. The dispensation of the patriarchs. There was a way God dealt with man in the dispensation of the patriarchs. If you want to talk about the patriarchs, that's when you talk of the generation of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, generation of Noah, and so on. In this particular dispensation, God dealt with man directly with their families. That is, individuals and family. That is how he dealt with man. He would deal with the individual man, the head of the home, and his family. That's how he dealt. There wasn't any church. There wasn't any temple. There wasn't any place. God dealt directly with man and his family. That's the dispensation of the patriarchs. Praise God. Second dispensation I'll talk about is the dispensation of the law. There was a time God was dealing specifically with a nation called Israel by putting laws in place. Not only laws. It, this was specifically to Israel. It wasn't to any other nation, but the laws were specifically to Israel as a nation. Praise the Lord. 
And what was peculiar in that dealing were three things. Number one, the law. Number two, the priesthood. And number three, the temple. Again, I'll repeat. What was peculiar to that generation was, number one, the law. Number two, the temple. Number three, the priesthood. That was what was peculiar to that generation. It's called the dispensation of the law. Now, the third dispensation I'll be looking at is the dispensation we are now in. It's called the dispensation of the gospel or dispensation of the Holy Ghost, as some people will call it. It's the proclamation, application to the whole human race. While in the dispensation of the law, it was applicable to Israel alone, in this dispensation, God is dealing with the whole human race. It's an individual response. It's an individual response from each person. Every person becomes accountable for himself. Praise God. Your dealings of God, your dealings with God is individual. Even in heaven, when you are going to give account for your life, it is for your life you will give account for. Praise God. And a, a, a father cannot come and say, oh, this is my son. Let me plead for my son. No, there's nothing like that. In this dispensation, you are going to give account for yourself. This is the dispensation we are still in. Note once again, it is the dealing of God with that person. I mean, it's personal dealing between you and God. That's the thing about this dispensation. Praise God. There are other things, but that's just the summary, the main thing about it. So, uh, I want you to note that in each dispensation, there are different requirements in the way God deals with man. In the time of the patriarchs, it was a different requirement. No temple, no priest, no nothing. It's you and God directly. Dispensation of the Father. Praise God. When it came to Israel, it was different as well. They had a temple, they had a priest, and they had a law. The way they dealt the way God dealt with men or people at that time was different, although exclusive to Israel alone. And the third one is the dispensation of grace or the dispensation of the Holy Spirit that we are now in, which now becomes every human being deals with God via the Holy Ghost, the presence of Jesus. Amen. Now, one, you see that they are all different. But I want to show you today that despite the different dealings with each dispensation, one requirement was still constant in every dispensation. And that's why we are studying this subject. That is helping you to know how important this subject is to God. The voice of God. To hear God's voice was still paramount, was still un, uncompromised in every generation. Hearing God's voice becomes a hallmark for every generation, including the generation we are in. Since the beginning of dispensations till now, the voice of God, hearing God's voice was a requirement 
was a requirement. And that is why in this dispensation, we should take it more seriously because it has become easier for us because it's a dispensation of the gospel, the Holy Ghost, it's become easier. Praise God. And that's why I'm, I'm admonishing you once again, take this message seriously. I'm going to ask the media again to put it together in a package because this is one of the messages you listen to again and again and again. You don't outgrow messages like this because hearing the voice of God is so important. It's important to your life to, for you being what God has called you to be. So we're going to go through the books of the Pentateuch. That's the first five books in the Bible. Uh, that's uh, the, the formerly called by the five books of Moses, the Pentateuch. So let's turn our Bibles to the book of Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. Exodus 15, 26. It says, And said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, you will give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, then I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. Now, what is happening here? He says, I'm the Lord that heals you. Don't forget, this is the dispensation of the law now. That, I mean, this is the law being introduced here uh, when uh, it was a transition between the dispensation of, of man, of, of the patriarchs, and the dispensation of the law, the transition was taking place here. And look at what happened. This was a stage in the journey of the Israelites as they left Egypt. One of the things they contacted on their journey was that they came across a place in the wilderness. Uh, they came across the place and there was bitter water there. Bitter water called Mara. Bitter water. They contacted and... and Look at the requirement here. I don't want to bug you with the story, but look at the requirement here. God says, I am the Lord that heals thee. He says, if you would look at the condition, if you would diligently hearken to what? To the voice. If you diligently hearken, that was the primary requirement. If you will hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord your God, to his voice in the Hebrew, in the Hebrew, it says, if you will listen, listening. If you will listen, listening. You will never be sick. That's what he said. Most of the time, whether we choose to admit it or not, most of the time, when we fall sick, it's because we haven't been listening. There are certain foods we were not supposed to be eating that we have been eating. Certain junk food that we should not eat, we have been eating. Certain things we should not do, we have been Certain places we should not go, we've been going. We have not been listening. And he said this is a primary requirement. If you will diligently hearken, if you will listen by listening, he said you will never be sick. I am the Lord that heals thee. The emphasis of being healed is dependent on what you are listening to. Very true, even today. We will not be sick if we will learn to diligently listen to God's voice. Yes, we will lead a life that is free of sickness. Hallelujah. Praise God. 
Let's go to the second portion. I want to quickly bring this home and show you the primary requirement in every dispensation in dealing. Look at it a few chapters down. Exodus 19, Exodus 19, chapter 3 to 6. Exodus 19, Exodus 19, chapter 3. I mean, verses 3 to 6. Exodus 19, 3 to 6. And Moses went up unto God, and the Lord called unto him out of the mountain, saying, Thus shalt thou say unto the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel, Ye have seen what I did to the Egyptians, and how I bear you on eagles' wings, and brought you out unto myself. Now therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed, and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me, above all people of the earth, is mine. And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. Look at these powerful words. But look at the requirement of enjoying God again in this, in this new era. As he has brought them out of Egypt. He said if they would diligently hearken to the voice of God indeed. Indeed. In reality. In spirit and in truth, if they will really commit themselves to obeying the voice of God, then he said, my will will work for you. I will work out my will for you. That's what he said. If you diligently hack it, he said, I will make you a peculiar people. You'll be different. Receive the grace to be different in your generation. Receive that grace. You'll be different. Because you will obey the voice of God. You are waiting on God for him to speak on every matter. You will be different. Praise the Lord. You see, three faces of God dealing with Israel is revealed here again. He said he brought Israel unto himself. That's like redemption. That's like our own plan for salvation. He brought Israel to himself. Number two, he said, I want you to obey my voice. You see, it leads to God's provision of God for our lives. He said, I want you to obey the voice of God. He wants you to obey his voice. And when we are obedient to his voice, it leads us to his provisions. He leads us to his plan. He leads us to the things he has prepared for us even before we were born. Hallelujah. Number three, he said, if we keep his commandments, I mean, if we keep his covenant, what does that mean? He settles all things. It finalizes. It settles. Because at the, at, the, at, the, at the brinks of a covenant, that's where all strife ceases. It's an oath. All strife ceases. Praise God. He said, then you will be what? A kingdom of priests unto me. Worshippers of God. Many want to claim number four to be a kingdom of priests. But number one, we don't have. We have not learned how to hear his voice. How can we be a kingdom of priests when we don't know his voice? We can't. Obedience to God's voice is key. You see it in the days of the old, I mean, in the days of the previous dispensation, it is obedience to God's voice. Let's go further in Deuteronomy 28. That's the fifth book of the Pentateuch. The fifth book. 
In Deuteronomy 28, 1 and 2, you can see. God's requirement again is recapitulated here. There's a recap of God's requirement. Verses 1 and 2. Are you there? Let me give you time to get to Deuteronomy 28. Thank you, Jesus. I hope you are being blessed by this word. Thank you, Jesus. Deuteronomy 28, then verses 1 and 2. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, and observe to do all that is commandments which I have commanded thee this day, that thou, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above the nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. You see what he's saying here again? Deuteronomy 28, 1 and 2, he's saying blessings accompany obeying the voice of God. If you go down to verse 15, he's making it clear there that curses, if you don't hearken to the voice of the Lord, he said curses will follow. So blessings and curses, which one will you choose? It begins and ends with his voice. If you will listen, this is your portion. If you won't listen, this is your portion. Praise God. If they kept God's commandment, or if they did not connect to God's commandment, both has results. Later on in the prophets, God reminded them again. God reminded Israel silently, secondly. He reminded them in Jeremiah 7, 22 to 23. Reprimanding Israel. He said, burnt sacrifices and offering was not the deal. This is not the primary purpose of all these things. The primary purpose is clear. It is still for you to obey the voice of the Lord your God. For I spoke not unto your fathers. Commanded them in the day that I brought them out of the land of Egypt. Concerning burnt offerings or sacrifices. He said, but this thing commanded I them, saying, obey my voice, and I will be your God, period. Obey my voice. What enthrones God over your life and destiny is obedience to the word of God. He said, obey my voice, leave the rest, I will be your God. Let's see who, let's see what, let's see which that will come against you. Obey. Obedience to the word of God. You see that obedience to the voice of God becomes a primary requirement in every dealing of God with man. Whether in the Old Testament, whether in the previous covenant, whether in today's uh, covenant, because we are still going to come to the New Testament, you will see that it was based on what we listen to. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. But look at verse 24. Verse 24 says, but they hearkened not. This is what I call inward problem. They did not listen nor incline their ear to the voice of the Lord. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. Not listening to the voice of God has repercussions. Not listening to the voice of God 
Ignoring the voice of God uh, has consequences. Because God is not a man that would lie. He's not the son of man that would repent. As he said it, will he not do it? As he spoken, will he not bring it to back? Listening to the voice of God is important. We often get into troubles. We step into troubles. We walk into troubles. We walk into situations that should never be because we don't obey God's voice. We don't. Then we blame it as if God is sleeping. As if God is... Uh, look, when people like Apostle Paul were going to be beaten to the point of death, God told them. It was Paul that voluntarily chose. He said, not only am I willing to suffer for the gospel, I'm ready to die for it. He chose. It's by choice. Out of the love they have for God. Praise God. So God will always tell. He told him by prophecy. In fact, when he told him and told him, he looked as if he wasn't hearing him. By prophecy, Prophet Agrippa came and tied his hand. He said, the person that owns this cloak, this is what they would do to him in Egypt. I mean, this is what they would do to him in Rome. He said, yes, so be it. Praise God. Hallelujah. I see God speak to you like never before. I see God hear you like never before. I see you hear him like never before. I see your life full of God's voice in the name of Jesus. And the voice of the Lord will destroy every manifestation of Assyria in your life in the name of Jesus. The voice of God becomes more real than never before to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, let me hear a good amen from you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. So again, this is the Old Testament. But let's now come to the dispensation of the gospel. Let's come to the dispensation of the gospel. Because we have seen it in the days of the patriarch. God's voice was a requirement. In the days of the law, in Deuteronomy 28, we saw it again. God's voice was a requirement for God to deal with with you. Now, in the New Testament, let us look at it again. Is this a requirement? John chapter 10. John chapter 10, verses 3 to 5. John 10, 3 to 5. Glory be to God. I hope you have been blessed tonight. <laughs> Amen. I said so. This series is one of those series that... Uh, you should pay rapt attention to because it will change your commitment. It will sharpen your decision-making process. It will sharpen your Christian walk. It will distinguish you from the crowd. It will make you a peculiar person. It will, it will make your relationship with God so higher than you have ever dreamt nor imagined. In the name of Jesus Christ. Glory be to God. John chapter 10, verses 3 to 5. If you got it, say, I got it. Praise God. John 10, 3 to 5. He says, to him, to him the porter or the shepherd openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. And he called, and he called, he calleth his own sheep by name and leadeth them out. 
And when he put forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him. For they know his voice, and a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. They know not the voice of strangers. Praise God. When we talked about Jeremiah, when God was warning the people of Israel in Jeremiah 7, 22 to 24, one thing we noticed there is that they did not listen, nor their ears were inclined to God. And they got into trouble. Now, God is making us understand something here in the New Testament. That the New Testament is being related, compared to the relationship of a shepherd and a sheep. The mark of a sheep is that they hear the shepherd's voice. Sheep can recognize the shepherd's voice. They have tuned their ears to know the decibel and the coding in the voice of their shepherd. They know when a fake one is calling and they know when the real shepherd begins to call them. One thing in the place in Israel, which is the nation where Jesus was when this Bible was being written, even in the New Testament, it was clear that in the culture of the day, every sheep, even when the shepherd has about 99 sheep or has 50 sheep or has 200. Every sheep has a name. And he calls them, the shepherd will call the sheep by name, one by one. And the funniest thing is that the sheep will also answer back when or will respond to the voice of the shepherd. So Jesus was using this phenomenon to teach the people of his day that look, our relationship in this new way of living, in this dispensation of the gospel, when you invite me into your life as your personal Lord and Savior, one thing that begins to happen is that you will begin to hear my voice. The capacity to hear my voice becomes yours. Praise God. The mark of the sheep is that they hear the, shepherd, the shepherd's voice. And one strange thing about hearing the shepherd's voice in the natural sheep is that when a stranger calls them by that same name, they bear, they will not follow. For example, if the sheep's name is Lucy, when the shepherd calls Lucy, Lucy will say, will respond, will bleat back at the shepherd. But when Another person calls Lucy, Lucy, the shepherd will not respond because he knows that that's the voice of a stranger. And they are trained not to follow the voice of a stranger. Knowing the voice of the Lord is important. That is how you will not allow deceivers or false prophets or false teachers to deceive you away. It's important. 
And furthermore, he talked about, Jesus was talking about, he said there are other sheep that he has that are not part of this fold, referring to the Gentiles that are still coming. Praise God. John 10, 27 adds to this. He says, my sheep hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. If you are a sheep of the Lord Jesus Christ, I want you to confess that loud and clear where you are. I'm a sheep of his pastor. I hear my shepherd's voice. I hear the voice of Jesus Christ. Yes. You hear the voice. You hear the voice. You hear the voice. Three things mark out the followers of Jesus from this place we have read. Three things mark out the followers of Jesus. Number one. They hear his voice. They hear his voice. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you are to hear the voice of the master. It's important in your relationship. In fact, what validates your membership in this kingdom or that you are part and parcel of this greatest family on the earth is that you will hear the voice of God. It's your entitlement. It's your right. It's your privilege. Praise God that you will hear the voice of Jesus. You know it. You might not have been experiencing it yet, but let me tell you this. You have the inbuilt capacity to hear God clearly. And you begin to experience that like never before. Number two, one distinct characteristic again is that he knows them. God knows you. Jesus knows you. You will hear his voice, number one. Number two, he knows you. And number three, the third distinguishing characteristic about those who have believed is that they follow him. I have decided to follow Jesus. They follow. They follow him. That's why I'm, I, I mean, these days are days when people don't follow him anymore. We say we are in Christ, but the lifestyle, everything else, it doesn't just show that you are following. I pray that that will change in your life as from this day henceforth, that you'll be part and parcel of those who follow him. These are the hallmarks of those who are disciples indeed. This has nothing to do with denomination. Hearing God's voice is what makes the difference between you that is in the body of Christ and those that are without is hearing God's voice. And it's, it's, I know God is changing the times, he's changing the times and seasons. Like never before, the people of God are going to be more in into hearing God's voice. Because you should know the difference. You should be different. When things are happening, the Bible says, when men are saying there is a casting down, you will say there is a lift. Why would you say there is a lifting up? Because once God has spoken, twice have you heard that all power belongs to who? Belongs to God. God is the one who will make you say there is a lifting up in this matter. We should know better. We should navigate better. We have an advantage of hearing God's voice. And that's why I'm challenging you today to begin to develop that ability on the inside of you to hear the voice of God. You have that inbuilt capacity in your spirit to hear the voice of God. 
And over these weeks, I'm going to be teaching those principles of you hearing him clearly and accurately and walking with hearing God's voice. When to be patient. When, to, when, when, when the time comes, when you need to be patient. Because patience works with this. That's another thing that we as human beings, we are not patient sometimes. When it's time to be patient, we are not patient. We are throwing tantrums all over the place. That's not Christianity. You must learn. You must learn. You must grow. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. It's hearing the voice of God that matters. That's the distinctive mark of the believer. Hearing the voice of God. I see you. You will hear him like never before in the name of Jesus. Uh, I would love to, I would have loved to continue today, but I believe we have come to a point that um, will bring it to a hold. Otherwise, we'll go into a place I couldn't, I can't stop again. But next week, we want to, we are going to be talking about the three distinctive features of hearing God's voice. God's voice is personal, very personal. That's one area. Number two, it is intangible. It's not something you touch. It's not something you feel. It's not something that is intangible. It can't be recognized by tangible things. No, it's intangible. Praise God. And number three, it's in the present. Because voice is in the now. Praise God. And God will help you in Jesus' mighty name. I hope... You have been blessed by today's uh, teaching. It's just an introduction to hearing God's voice. The importance of it is so important. You can see from generation to generation, God's voice is the major requirement. It never changed from the beginning of humanity to the present day. Major requirement in being, having a relationship with God is hearing God's voice. In this dispensation, I say, my sheep hear my voice. It becomes a major requirement. If you are a sheep, you should hear his voice. And God is going to help us as we begin this fresh journey of hearing God clearly, accurately, and distinctly. It's a month of possibility. So I know it's possible for you to hear him. If you have not been hearing him, you'll begin to hear him like never before. You will recognize him more in the name of Jesus. Welcome to your new day. Because things are going to be better. And thank God for the quarantine going on, although it's soon going to be over. But I want you to know also that this is a time you can spend time in developing this capacity. And God will bless you mightily. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. We hope you have been blessed by the word today. Please join our services live every Sunday, 9 a.m. and 10.45 a.m. and Bible study every Friday, 7 p.m. at 95 Church Street, St. Catharines. We hope you have a wonderful week ahead and God bless you.